Hello, and I just want to say thank you so much for joining me on today's episode because it is one that can help prevent some pretty serious complications, especially if you have osteoarthritis. My ultimate goal with this Adventuring with Osteoarthritis podcast is not only to interview some amazing people and give some inspiring stories, talking to experts on popular topics around osteoarthritis, but also equip you with information that can help set you up for success, especially with conditions that you might be more prone to because of osteoarthritis and today falls into that last category because with osteoarthritis you actually are more at risk for osteoporosis. Now you don't have to cue the freak out quite yet because I'm going to tell you why and how you can actually either prevent this from happening or manage osteoporosis if you already have a diagnosis. Now, like I said, this is super important. Whether you have osteoarthritis, know someone with osteoarthritis, or are a clinician or practitioner that helps people with osteoarthritis because I guarantee that you don't necessarily want a hip fracture or a spine fracture or a wrist fracture in your future. And so if that is you, this episode is going to be very, very beneficial for you. So without further ado, let's get started. You're listening to the Adventuring with Osteoarthritis podcast. Do you want to learn how to live an active life with osteoarthritis? Hear inspiring stories from others just like you and find out the best ways to naturally tackle joint pain. This podcast has you covered. There are so many possibilities that your healthcare provider may not be telling you about and surgery isn't always the answer. This podcast is not medical advice. Now, here's your host, doctor of physical therapy and osteoarthritis specialist, Alyssa Kewen. So first, let's dive into a little bit about what osteoporosis is. So osteoporosis is a condition of the bones where your bones tend to get a little bit weaker, which then leads to a higher risk for fractures. And this higher risk of fractures is usually in three main parts of your body. These parts include your hip, your spine, and your wrist and forearm. Now, the connection between osteoporosis and osteoarthritis is typically for two main reasons. So reason number one, when you have osteoarthritis, and I'm sure that you may have had some sort of personal experience with this, but when you're dealing with joint pain and joint stiffness, exercise is typically the last thing on your mind, especially when first diagnosed or dealing with a flare-up. When you decrease your activity levels or decrease your exercise, This can lead to a problem because your bones love to be stressed. They love when you put weight through them and they love when you're doing things. This includes when you're standing up and walking and things like that. So when you're spending more time sitting or more time laying down, then you're not necessarily stressing your bones. This can make them weak. It's kind of, if you think about it, like the as far as muscles go, like use it or lose it, that common phrase. It's the same thing with your bones. You have to actually use your bones and you're using your bones when you're up and moving around and making them work. So when you're not necessarily using your bones as much, then they start to get weaker. They start to break down which can lead to an increased risk of fractures. And the there is a range of, you know, how weak your bones get. So the more severe the weakness, obviously 
as you can probably imagine, the higher risk you have for fractures. Now, the second reason for the connection between osteoarthritis and osteoporosis is a little bit more direct. So when you're first diagnosed with osteoarthritis and you're in the early stages of it, the changes in your joint are not only to the cartilage. So that's usually one that is most commonly known that it does start to impact your cartilage, but it also can impact the ends of your bones that make up that joint as well. So not only is the cartilage getting irritated, but also the bone can get irritated. It can have edema and it can have swelling and it can start to break it down a little bit. Now, as osteoarthritis progresses, it actually falls into the category of bone building, which initially sounds wonderful, right? You're building bone, so you're making it stronger. But this type of bone building is actually not as great for your bones because it makes them stiffer. Because they're not really building up the strong parts of the bone. It starts to build on the ends and it becomes sclerotic and it just makes them stiff to the point where as you are walking or as you're asking your bones to absorb the stress, because your cartilage isn't really helping with the cushioning, it relies a lot more on your bones, but the bones are stiffer and so they're not able to absorb shock as well. And so this then can lead to more irritation. So both of these can actually lead to bone weakening or osteoporosis. Now, I know you're probably thinking, okay, well, this is great. Now I might have osteoporosis. So what should I do about it or what should be the next step? Well, the first thing is you can prevent this and you can also build strong bones even if you have osteoarthritis. So I want to throw that out there right now that I'm going to tell you later in this episode things that you can actually do to build strong bones and prevent fractures and continue to thrive because that keep the adventure alive. We're all about thriving. So, but first I want to let you know kind of how you even test or how you even know if you have osteoporosis. So one of the main ways that you know if you have osteoporosis is getting something called a DEXA scan. Because the hard part is you may not even know if you have it. And sometimes it may even take it getting so severe that you get a fracture or something before you know that you even had osteoporosis in the first place. So women over 50 are the population that is most impacted by this condition. And the important thing is to get a DEXA scan. So a DEXA scan is essentially a scan of your bone quality and it can measure the density of your bones. And then it's based on something called a T-score. So you can have more severe weakening of the bones and then it can be also pretty mild and so it basically gives you your numbers of how strong your bones are how dense your bones are now the more dense that your bones are the stronger they are so once you have this measurement then this kind of dictates how you move forward as far as treating it or managing it or even preventing it so I always recommend, especially if you're over 50, to at least talk with your primary care doctor or your rheumatologist to see if you can get one of these DEXA scans to at least get a starting point of where you need to be. Even if you don't necessarily have osteoporosis, this next part of the podcast going into the exercise and things are only going to help you because the stronger you can keep your bones, the better off you'll be in the long run. So getting a DEXA scan very first and then 
getting started on an exercise program because that is one of the main treatments for osteoporosis, which is very nice because exercise also helps osteoarthritis. So we can do the old kill two birds with one stone and feel strong while doing it. There are other treatments for osteoporosis, including vitamin D supplementation, because vitamin D and calcium are very closely tied together. And as you can imagine, if you have low levels of calcium, then your bones likely aren't going to be very strong. So there is some evidence for that. Just making sure that you are vitamin D deficient before you go run and start taking supplements. So I would absolutely talk to your primary care or your any medical professional that you trust about figuring out if vitamin D is right for you. Now, exercise is the next best thing. Now, if you have severe forms of osteoporosis, There are other options, some injections, some steroids, and that sort of thing, but exercise is going to be powerful even if it is severe. You just have some different considerations. There are two movements that may not be the best for you, and that is bending over repeatedly or bending over for a sustained period of time, meaning just bending at your hips and back as you like pick something up or lift something heavy, that usually is contraindicated because it can put you at risk for some spinal compression fractures. Also twisting, but it's weighted twisting, repetitive twisting. So for example, like the exercise where you're either sitting on the ground, you may have seen this before, but and you're hanging onto a weight and you're kind of twisting that weight back and forth like a core exercise, that likely is not going to be very helpful for weakening bones just because that twisting kind of puts some stress on them. So those are kind of the two biggest things as far as knowing what not to do if you have osteoporosis. But the more exciting part is let's get into what you can do. Because even if you have some of this buildup on the ends of your bones, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're just, you have to deal with this bone weakening and there's nothing you can do about it. You can build bone strength and research has shown that. One of the best ways of exercising with, if you have osteoporosis is high impact exercise. And this also includes some resistance training too. Now, I know if you're sitting there with osteoarthritis, you're like, high impact exercise. I was told maybe not to do that or I couldn't even imagine things like jumping or, you know, lifting heavy weights or moving quickly. That just sounds kind of scary. But I want you to know that I have seen lots of people with osteoporosis and osteoarthritis together and it is totally possible to start to get your joints to tolerate high impact exercise. Now, aside from building strong bones, high impact exercise is important just for general health because it helps work muscular power. Now, muscular power is strength quickly, strength with speed. Most exercises are working strength to a certain extent. You're trying to build up enough force to move some sort of weight or some sort of object. But the power comes when you start to add speed to it. And I know that if you have osteoarthritis, a lot of times you're encouraged to slow down or to move slowly or you start to become hesitant with movement. 
this can actually be detrimental to you because it may become hard for certain activities that require power. So if you think of a time when you need to create strength quickly, standing up and down from a chair, going up and down stairs, doing certain things throughout the day require muscular power. And muscular power is one of the things that actually decreases first. So we know that without being deliberate with our strength training, you do start to lose a little bit of strength as you get older. Muscular power also decreases too, but at a little bit of a quicker rate because we just generally slow down. Keeping up muscular power is going to help make those things so much easier as you continue to get on in the later years of your life. So it's very, very important. And you can actually move a little faster if you have osteoarthritis. So as you can see, as far as managing both osteoarthritis and osteoporosis, it's kind of this unique balance of preparing your joints for high impact exercise, but then also building strong bones in the process. Now, high impact exercise can be a hard thing to do, especially when you're first starting out with exercise. So this is not saying if you have osteoporosis and osteoarthritis that you need to just go out and start jumping. It is a very gradual process. And usually when I work with people with these two conditions, we start out just with some body weight, just with some strength training that your joints can actually tolerate. Because again, the whole goal of exercise is not to flare things up and it's not to make you feel worse. It's not the no pain, no gain mindset. So it's a gradual process. Then once we start to build up some tolerance to those activities, like especially things like squatting and deadlifting and some of those other more profound movements or more, you know, staple movements, then we start to add a little bit of speed to it. And there are lots of different ways. And I actually have two videos on my YouTube channel right now that go through exercises for osteo porosis with some considerations for osteoarthritis but the key is making sure that your joints are ready to handle more of that impact more of that load so things like jumping jumping side to side there's all sorts of fun things you can do jumping or um, something called stomp squats anything that you can put impact through your bones is helpful to build them and research has actually shown this also Aside from high-impact exercise, resistance training has been shown to be very, very beneficial for bone building too. Now, this resistance training, so also called strength training, is not necessarily the strength training that you may be thinking of. So a lot of times when we hear strength training, you may think about, you know, lifting two or three pound weights and doing 20 repetitions or so, even more, with these weights. And the problem with that is especially when we're building bone is we need it to be challenging and at a little bit lower repetitions. Now there was actually a study that looked at this in postmenopausal women to see what type of exercise actually can make changes to bone. So they took two groups. The first group actually went through a higher intensity weight training program where they did overhead press so that's pressing weights over your head. They did back squats, which is resting weight on your back and then doing a squat. And then they did deadlifts where it's bending your knees slightly and then bending over, all with weight. And 
these women were all at least 58 and above. So these were not necessarily young women. And these movements are absolutely possible. And so they actually did heavy sets. So they did five sets of five repetitions where these weights were pretty heavy. It wasn't necessarily grabbing these, you know, six pound weights. But the second group did just that. They grabbed lighter weights. So I think it was up to six pounds in each hand. And they did a variety of exercises you may see in workout classes or typical exercise classes. They just did some lateral raises. They did some lunges. And they did just a couple other basic things. And what they looked at is the bone density changes in both of these groups. Now, the caveat that something that's very, very important is how long the study went on for and how long they did these exercises. So they did these exercises twice a week, 30 minutes per session. But it's the length of time. This study went on for eight months. And actually, the compliance was much higher in the heavier exercise group than it was in the control group or the group that used the lighter weights, which is interesting. But eight months. So with anything, especially if you have you know, osteoarthritis and osteoporosis or one or the other, it's all about consistency. And it's consistency for a long time time. That's where we're going to see the most benefit because some people, you know, do exercises for a couple weeks and say, oh, you know, this isn't working and then just kind of give up. But it's that consistency over a long period of time. So I just want you to appreciate the length of time, although this study did mention that they have in the past seen bone mineral density change in about a six month time period. So this study just went on a little bit longer just to see the magnitude of the effects on bone strength. Now, I did forget to mention that the heavier exercise group was also doing some high impact exercise. So they did something called a jumping pull up where you jump up to the bar and then come down. And then they were also doing some other jumping movements. So with both of these groups, they saw changes in two of the main areas that we talked about in the beginning that osteoporosis impacts. So the most change that they saw was in the lumbar spine, which is in your low back, and in the hip. The higher bone density was actually found in the group that was lifting heavy weights and doing those high impact exercises, whereas the group that was lifting those lighter weights saw very minimal changes in their bone strength. So it's important to prioritize the higher impact and the heavier weight exercises. Now, I know you might be thinking, especially with, you know, painful joints, stiff joints that, well, I'm not going to go lift all these heavy weights. I usually injure myself. I have lots of people who start weight training and then they say, you know, I just keep injuring myself or I just keep making my pain worse. So this isn't good for me. But it actually is so good for you if you're doing the right movements. And just like we talked about in the beginning, it's a process. So you start out with those light weights and that's perfectly fine and can help reduce the risk of injury. But the problem is a lot of people stay stuck with those lighter weights that we don't typically, I mean, it, it can be scary to lift even just a couple of pounds heavier than what you typically do. And I usually have to encourage, you know, the people that I work with to, you know, bump up the weights once they feel safe and once they're moving in ways that, you know, allow for that. 
but it's those heavier weights that are going to make the most change. So you have to work your body up to tolerating those heavier weights and it should feel challenging. I always tell people when you think about, you know, if you're, if the weight you're using is challenging enough is if the last two repetitions are very hard. So say you're pressing weights overhead and you're doing, say, 10 repetitions, the last two repetitions should feel pretty hard. You shouldn't necessarily have to compromise form all that much and you definitely don't want to put yourself in a position of injury, which is why I always recommend seeking out a healthcare professional, when, especially when you're starting out with weight training and lifting weights because it is so important to, especially when you have these other conditions going on, whether it's just osteoarthritis or osteoporosis, that you have to make sure that you're doing it correctly because you can flare up your pain and you can, you know, have swollen joints afterwards. And if you're doing the wrong things or doing too much or of something. So there's lots of different moving parts, especially when you first get started. But once you can kind of hone in and find a workout program that works for you and you can get to things like jumping and lifting heavier weights and feeling confident doing that, then you actually are on the right path to building strong bones. So whether you have weak bones now or you want to just prevent further bone weakness in the future, it is so incredibly important to get on a higher impact heavier weight routine and that is going to help keep your body healthy as far as joints and your bones in particular. This is why I've included in my signature online program the Arthritis Adventure Blueprint. In the workout calendar portion it includes 10 follow along workouts with me in a very progressive state where we start out very basic and then we start progressing through some weight training and actually workouts 9 and 10 do have some jumping and a little bit higher impact exercises. And a lot of people actually are shocked when they get through this workout calendar that they could actually do that. I had one woman who had bone-on-bone knee osteoarthritis and was able to get through these workouts 9 and 10 without having any severe pain or swelling and actually felt good afterwards. So it is possible to work up to these. You just have to do it in a way that your joints actually will like. I just got back from seeing a woman who has some meniscus involvement and potentially some early stages of knee osteoarthritis and we were running backwards we were single leg jumping so it can be possible but I've also been working with her for quite a few months on this and so it is a process to get up to that point but it is possible and that's what this workout calendar helps take you through at your own pace depending on the severity of your osteoarthritis. So With osteoarthritis, you are more at risk for osteoporosis. And this is important because, like I said, you may not know initially if you have it. So getting that DEXA scan, talking to your primary care, your rheumatologist, whoever you trust with your medical care about potentially getting a DEXA scan just to see where you're at. And continuing on, you can monitor this. So if you do a workout program or if you're following something, getting a DEXA scan, then maybe a year later, you can then see the difference if it's getting worse or, you know, if it's getting better, if the exercise program is working. 
So it's always something to monitor just because I said it can lead to some pretty serious complications if it is not controlled and not managed. So Again, the goal of this podcast is to equip you with information so you can have better conversations with your doctors and other healthcare professionals, and then also advocate for yourself and be proactive about these conditions that can be prevented with some natural things like exercise. So I hope that this was helpful. Like I said, I do have some more information on my YouTube channel about osteoporosis and I'm going to put the links down in the show notes so you can check those out and read more on the details and see some of the exercises that can actually help with osteoporosis. Thank you again for listening and I hope that this was helpful and I hope this gets you thinking and I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the Adventuring with Osteoarthritis podcast. If this podcast has brought you hope and inspiration, make sure to hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Also, if you're looking for more information on how to start your own arthritis adventure, head to www.keeptheadventurealive.com or follow me on YouTube by searching Alyssa Arthritis Adventure. That's A-L-Y-S-S-A, Arthritis Adventure. We'll see you next time.